Hey, good morning, Montana. This is Patrick over at the Montana Daily. Just uh, up and at it this morning, Wednesday, September 20th. It's 4 in the morning. I am uh, pumped, pumped to be up and being able to uh, do this podcast. Um, We've been kind of going back and forth, right, for a couple years. Uh, We've done the podcast, and it just didn't feel good enough to kind of keep keep it going. The momentum wasn't there. And then I realized that, you know, I'm not doing enough, right? Uh, When you wake up every day and your first thought is, man, I'm behind. I got things to do. That's how I was for a very long time. That's how I am today. Um, I, I just, I can't get enough done in a day. So... When we started the podcast, and and it, it's been a kind of a crazy time because um, work, uh, my regular job is going uh, uh, kind of crazy, and, and you know you're putting in a lot of hours, and I felt like I was just sitting there making excuse after excuse why I couldn't do the podcast. So um, the studio is not done yet. Uh, we are in the process of getting a lot of things done on the technical side. But from uh, aesthetics, I got my, uh, uh, let's see, the Marine Corps logo. I got the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, the the old glory over here, uh, decorating the walls, a bunch of Second Amendment stuff. So I think we're on the right path, and I think we're going to uh, be pretty successful in what we do because... I win. Um, I just win. I don't know how to lose, and we're not going to be a loser, and we're going to get things done. So, one of the uh, things uh, I wanted to do on this first little podcast here is to kind of introduce my mentality. Uh, I originally started the Montana Daily as a way to learn more about Montana, to give a little bit of insight into. Um, how uh, uh, I view the state, and we're still going to do a lot of that, right? Um, we're still going to we're still going to do uh, reviews. We're still going to uh, go visit places, and we're still going to understand what makes Montana the last best place. Um, it's just going to be part of what we do always. But as it morphed into something larger for me, because I sat around, and I remember, I almost remember the day, I just fed up at my regular job of people who came in, and they were just, I I don't know what the right word is, but just, just not, you know, 23, 24-year-old people that, that just seemed so lost, um, they they living off of social security at that age, you know, anxiety, depression, all this stuff. And I thought, man, our country, our country's really struggling because it's almost like they like it when these, you know, uh, young people are are just relying on government. So I then started uh, a little more of the uh uh political commentary 
uh, pundit stuff just because I just felt we were losing ourselves as a country and are losing our identity. And it's not about one political ideology or anything like that. The, the truth of the matter is this. I hate all politicians. I haven't met one that I like. Um, as far as a politician goes, the uh, and, and, and let's start with uh, uh, Cascade County. Um, and, and this is kind of how we're going to do this podcast, by the way. I just start talking about a subject, and, and I might go off on a tangent, and I might talk a little bit more about this or that, and, uh, and I don't want you guys to feel like uh, I'm not staying on, on focus. Uh, I'm just, you know, something might come to my head, and then it just kind of opens up something else. But uh, just looking at, like, Cascade County and the politician side of it, it, it I, I don't know what the right word is, um, but we struggle here with growth. You know, I have a lot of those. I don't know what the right word is. Um, we struggle here with growth and uh, trying to expand beyond a service-based economy. Trying to not open every coffee shop and, and, and tire shop or whatever the case is. So, we, we you know, to recruit real industry here. But as politicians, nobody's trying to recruit new industry. When do you see politicians actively recruiting business to come to Great Falls. Well, you don't. And there's a reason for that. And it might not be anything you guys care about. And I really don't care. Um, the perk of doing the podcast is I say whatever I want. If you don't like it, um, it it's okay. I, I don't sit at home going, oh, Joe Blow didn't like my, uh, my opinion on something today. Uh, you can always reach out. You can always come on a podcast. You can call in. I'll put you on a podcast and we can talk a little bit more about uh, the things that make you happy. Um, but it won't ever detour my feelings on something. So, um, But anyway, yeah. Uh, so politicians in general, you know, they should be calling. They should be actively recruiting because, you, you know, there's an old adage. I think it was from uh, uh, Tommy Boy, if you ain't growing, you're dying. So uh, we do have a lot of pop culture references on the show. Um, so you're going to enjoy that as well. But if you're not growing, you're dying. And you see Bozeman, and everybody goes, oh, it's California, da 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 the housing is crazy. Okay. Have you gone to Bozeman, by the way, lately? Because I, I was there a week ago, and let me tell you, I love Bozeman. I mean, I think the parks are beautiful. Aesthetically, it's beautiful. They got businesses popping up left and right. Um, and, and you don't have to like it. You don't have to like that it's a million dollar house and all this stuff. And I get it. I mean, who wants to live in that kind of crazy, crazy drummed up world? But the reality is it's it's the best big city in Montana. And whether you want to say their politicians are involved or they're not, I, I, they're bringing industry, they're bringing people in, and they're actively recruiting. And so, uh, honestly, so is the, the city I hate the most, Missoula. Billings is doing it. Kalispell's actively recruiting. 
I just feel like, you know, Great Falls is way behind the times and, and they want it that way, right? Oh, we're not going to change. We want it. We like it small. Well, let me tell you, change comes whether you want it or not. And if you're not prepared for change or growth, you're going to experience pain at the at the level that is frustrating for you, that is genuinely a, a, a painful reminder that you didn't do enough up front to get the job done so but anyway uh i yeah i i, I loathe politicians um i'm i'm ultra conservative i believe in god i believe in this country i'm looking right now you know when i have the declaration up there and just a reminder of you know these people broke the 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 binds of tyranny but they were they were committing treason, right? If they would have been, uh, if they would have failed, if their experiment would have failed, if their war would have failed, they would have been executed for treason. So I I, I think that's what's frustrating when you hear about like January six was a resurrection. No, it wasn't. It was a riot, and you know. Say what if you want that it got out of hand, or don't say it. I don't. I don't have. I think January six is is kind of a farce in a way, but that is not a resurrection or an insurrection. Sorry, resurrection. Uh, that was not an insurrection. What it was is a uh, reminder to. Uh, the the government to, to that deep ingrained state that everybody lives in that we're not going away and sometimes you're going to fight um, but yeah we were this country was founded on an insurrection and uh, January 6 was not it but I, I guess I just, uh, that's that motivation that I'd look for. Not really motivation. That's an inspiration I look for. When I'm looking over here and I see the flag and I see the Constitution and I see the Second Amendment, um, those are those inspirational things that I look at. Uh, and then uh, today, in the, in the, uh, on, the, on the podcast itself, I uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, the taxes, uh, the levies, and things of that nature here in Great Falls. Um, but I also want to just uh, hit upon a little bit of local stuff. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, you know, you have. Uh, 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 I, I guess what I really want to do is I want to explain why I do this, and 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 not really explain it to you because I don't care. Um, but. When I see the news, uh, Montana news is is uh, is interesting. I mean, there's but news is just a dying breed, right? It's a dying it's a dying uh, industry. You're really not sure who you're going to listen to. You're not sure who you're going to uh, to to talk about or, or to follow or any of that stuff. And everything is on you know online. It's easily accessible. So the local news, the local uh, newspapers are just, you know, you're, you're having a hard time, you know, that, that uh, 50 to 70 year old person right now who still follows the Great Falls Tribune or something like that, 
or the Missoulian or whatever you whatever state or city you live in, it's a tough it's a tough spot because once that generation goes, it's tough to get it back. It's tough to recapture something when when there's no loyalty to it, right? So I looked around and I see a lot of just left wing ideology. Uh, one of the things that just pissed me off was the guy who is uh, uh, a representative, Zapfarine or Zoe something or whatever. He's a guy. He's from Missoula, but he's a state rep and he got um, uh, uh, kind of censored on the level at the at the state legislature. What's crazy about that, that's not what pissed me off. It's that the local media covered him like he was a woman. Calling him a she or a whatever or whatever, whatever. Let me explain to you again. That is a lie. When a newspaper is willing and news agencies are willing just to commit that simple lie, it is hard to understand how you trust a newspaper, a news agency, to report facts. So I get frustrated. I see that crap, and I go, all right, so why are we calling her or him a her? And, um, you know, that's what he wants to identify as. But that is not, I don't care. You're born a male, you're born a female, you're born a you know, man, a woman, gender. There is no going to the other side and me ever acknowledging the fact that now, oh, you are not a woman or you are not a man. You decided today that you're going to make it about you. You decided today that you want the attention, and I know, oh, they don't do it for attention. That's how they really feel. I don't care. I believe what I believe. You don't have to listen to this podcast. You don't have to like it. I believe there are two genders, and I believe that that guy should have been referred to as a man. But instead, they don't. And so that's why I started watching the local news and then you start going, man, everything is so slanted, right? Um, oh, the the Republicans want to, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade and, and all this crap that is completely misrepresented in the uh, in the news in the news agencies, and it's just it gets out of hand. It just, it really does just piss me off as a, as a, as a, as a human being. So, um, I started doing that and I started watching it and, and I, and I was remi- reminded of the fact that I absolutely, uh, uh, loathe, uh, the way they report. So, you know, I started doing a bunch of, uh, you know, pundit stuff, political commentary because, it was a reminder to people that life is real and it's not about what you see behind a, uh, a keyboard. It was not what you see 
behind a um, uh, on social media. Social media is a plague on society. Social media should never exist on any level, um, but it shouldn't do it. It shouldn't be accessible to children. I am a uh, staunch advocate for children. I do everything in my power to protect kids from everything. You know, uh, a child is a one person who wasn't uh, or did not choose where they're at right now, right? They're guided there by what their parents do. And they don't ask if they're in a bad situation, why me, why me, why me? Or they might ask that question, but they realize they have no control over it. And you can't have social media having that manipulative horrible effect on children because those children are so young and they're so impressionable and they're so not ready for the world but we treat them like we are they are right we treat them like these kids are just you know oh now they're mature they're 12 years old they can get on facebook or instagram and and they can see how other people perceive their life and they can start judging and, and being judged. And, and it's just a manipulative effect. But I just, um, with the, with the going back and I'm circling back, as they like to say in the, uh, or who is that, Jen Saki? We're going to circle back to that. Um, it, the news is very uh, slanted. And I just call it out, right? So for me, there's a lot of things I, I see going on. Uh, from Great Falls to Montana in general to nationally and, and globally, um, we and and I had one comment on there uh, that said, uh, "Why do you speak in absolutes?" And here's the here's the thing: my opinion is, is absolute. You could change my opinion on something, but I've lived a long life. I have been on the bottom. I've been on the top, I went on the bottom again, and back on the top. My life is a, is a, is a life seen through the lenses that have been clouded by real world. So, I speak in absolutes because I've been there. No matter where you're at right now, I've been there. And when you say, uh, you know, you shouldn't speak in absolutes, you don't know. I do know. And I do know what it will take to fix everything. And it's not easy. It would take a commitment from Montanans. Um, it would take a commitment from Americans to get this thing back. And we're going to try to do that ourselves, right? I mean, this is what this is... Uh, we're just, we're okay. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Um, one of the things uh, this morning that uh, has really been bothering me is um, a lot of tax levies, a lot of uh, property tax increases, and then they go, oh, well, we're giving you rebates and so forth. We're just, this is a screwed up state. I First of all, on property taxes and rebates, why give a rebate? Why not just not 
charge the top property tax. And, and what I mean by that is if you're willing to go through, you know how much it costs to reissue rebates on property taxes? A lot. There's a process. There's a whole, there's employees. There's, there's everybody you got to pay to do all this. It's not something that's simply like, oh, here you go. Push a button on the computer and checks get out, right? So I guess my point is if they already knew that there was going to be a rebate, why not? Why not just uh, charge less money? But we're going to digress. I That's a whole different issue with uh, the bloated government. Um, the thing I saw that was kind of interesting to me was... Uh, so in, and, and I, I speak of Great Falls. I do travel a lot. I'm out everywhere in the state, but, um, uh, was, uh, centrally located in Great Falls for a while. And I just wanted to, uh, uh, kind of touch upon things that I've seen there. It's, uh, really interesting, I guess, in a, uh, uh, so they had a safety levy for the county and that passed. They had a library levy for the city, or maybe that was a county. I think it's a city, and that passed. And now they have a city public safety levy. And here's the thing: what are we doing? And I'll take the levy of public safety all day. A levy, um, by the way. Uh, this is one of the first places I've ever been to in my life where a levy does not build tangible items. You know, usually a levy is, uh, there's a school levy, we're going to build a new school. There's a county sheriff levy, we're going to build a new jail. You know, we have something to back that levy, we have something to back that expense. But when you're not doing a service like that, or you're not willing to put something up and that that has value what are you really putting up i mean you're putting up a uh, school that gives you that gives value long term right but in the case of uh we'll go to the sheriff's levy uh or the, the county public safety levy i i absolutely uh think uh we need people on the street who can uh, service our community and make it a better and safer place. But there are also costs. And I am more of a conservative when it comes to how people spend tax money than I am a person who thinks we need more cops on the street. So if all you're doing from the county level was saying, hey, we need more sheriff's deputies, we need a county attorney, or whatever the case is, that's not building long-term equitable value. That is not building a, a, a opportunity to have a tangible good that builds value or holds value that somebody can one day go, the jail is worth $17 million because they built it 20 years ago and it has completely changed how we process in inmates. Nobody says that. Because there's nothing, so you're what you're doing is you're saying everybody needed money, everybody needs a raise, we need more people, 
and it's cool. Like I, I hear everything and that's cool. You want to spend more money. You want to give your people raises, but that's not a tangible good. That's not something that's going to hold value. And to be honest with you, I don't see a levy as the right way to do that. I think uh, tax cuts would have been better, but we'll get to that in just a minute. So then I take the public uh, library levy, which was a joke. Everybody who voted yes is, honest to God, a complete idiot. Every every single person who voted yes is a is a is a loser, is an idiot, and I'm not mincing words. I'm just telling you right now, you have no idea what you're doing when you said, oh, I will vote for that library levy. The library didn't need your money. The library already had levies, taxes that went to it. The library should have shut down a day, another day. They should have gone to five days a week. And then they go, well, if we go to five days a week, we lose federal money or state money or something like that. Well, that money was like 24 grand a year. Who the hell cared? If you were smart, you would have done that and you would have been able to easily see the difference between how businesses, private businesses run and how this whole insane world we live in is run. But nobody showed up, right? The silent majority was silent. They just sat there. They did nothing. They pretended in a way that I don't understand to to care, and then they then they didn't show up to vote. And the people who voted were idiots, were manipulated, manipulated by. Uh, oh my gosh, we need libraries, a place for everybody can go and dot it. Have you been to the to the Great Falls Library? It's okay. Is it worth millions more dollars in tax money? I don't think so. There is not a place that you can put into a um, the library is probably one of those places. There, there's. There's not many places that you can say this is a, uh, a place. Yeah, they do children's mobile book readings and all that stuff. I'm all about kids, so I love anything that can help a kid. But then I also read some of this garbage that is at these libraries. And I hate it. I think we're, we're, we're uh, mainstreaming children too early. I think children are losing their innocence, and uh, and what, what who's that really affect, right? The chances are, and I'm going to be completely blasted for this comment. The the odds are, you will have more lower income people at libraries than you will have middle class and working uh, and, and working people, but also at higher income. So what what is what what does the library do, right? They they promote all this. Uh, pride garbage, and they and 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 I and, and before anybody says anything, one of my best friends in the world is gay, um, but the pride has gotten completely out of hand with all this flag stuff, and and even he tells me that, so I am I am not going to back down from this. Uh, when you go into libraries across the country, and you have pride uh, flags, and you have 
equity and this and diversity and all this crap. What it's doing is it's manipulating a, 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 a low income, most likely single parent household whose influence over their children is already minimized by the fact that maybe they only have one income coming in because that person's working all the time and they don't have any other opportunity to spend time with their children. So they take them to the library, they give them some books so that they have something to do at home. You don't know, and that's a best case scenario, you don't know how manipulative these library, uh, library staff, uh, they, 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 they're just such ideologues and they believe that and, and they sincerely believe that this garbage is helping our country, helping children. And they're talking about renovating this and doing that. And we're going to make this. Uh, let me tell you, the library is now, uh, I saw Great Falls Library is now offering free language lessons. For what? You don't need free language lessons. It's I'm so aggravated. I just that pisses me off so much. You you think that you need uh I mean what are we doing as a, as a as a as a community based uh 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 part of our population here. I, I love everything there is, you know, if you can pull people together and come up with, but the library levy was a joke and it was the library itself is run by a joke. Um, she is a joke. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, who am I? I I'm nobody too, but I just absolutely find it repulsive, find it sickening that we gave money to these idiots and everybody who showed up to vote and they voted yes to that deal, uh, I hold you responsible. But I, I actually I don't. I hold the people who didn't show up responsible. But I, I do hold the fact that uh, you, if you voted for it, you're you're just missing uh, the point of of these uh, levies. They're just increasing your sales, increasing your tax money. Your your property taxes going up and up and up. And who are you looking at and, and thinking that that benefits? Uh, the oh, we're going to tax the homeowners. Well, you know what? You're also taxing every rental come every renter uh, every renter as well because these rental companies are going to go and say, well, now my property tax is going up two hundred more bucks a, a unit. I'm going to increase the rent. And it's not somebody else's responsibility to make sure that you find, you know, a house or whatever the case is. Uh, it's 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 your responsibility, and you're the one that has to pay it. So the library levy, I, I don't understand. And then I started, and then they go, oh, now we're doing the Great Falls uh, public safety uh, levy. They are charging, or they authorize one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. To publicly promote asking taxpayers for money, I I look on the uh, I look on uh, on Facebook and I look on social media and I see these Great Falls uh, Police Department posts where they're asking for money. They're trying to validate the reasoning behind needing money. Think about that. You have a police department actively engaged in a political campaign 
to get money from you, from us. That I just find that mind-boggling. Did you know $30 million a year Great Falls uh, spends on uh, public safety out of tax money that you pay? Now they want more. Because they said, "Oh, we got more population coming in, so you're gonna be responsible. And if you don't, if you don't pay, then uh, you're part of the problem, and you're going to uh, see a definite drop in services and yada yada yada." A hundred and fifty thousand dollars they were authorized to spend to publicly promote asking taxpayers for money. They, they spend $30 million a year between the fire department, I believe it's the fire department, um, the police department, the city attorney, and uh, one other department, maybe the judge, city manipula, manipula, uh, municipal judge. They, spend thir- they get $30 million a year already. That was their budget last year. And we're sitting here wondering why, you right? We're sitting here wondering how does uh, a city who 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 needs all this stuff and and they say we're gonna be uh, we need more people we need again no tangible good is being built by this levy, but we need people we need raises we need to keep everybody employed we need to we need we need we need. They already get $30 million. This is the problem that you have with government, and and this is kind of how I kind of take everything I hear and I push it to one. It kind of goes in a funnel, and as the funnel goes narrow, it really comes down to one thing, right? Uh, Money or power. And if you're in power and you want to keep power, you're going to need money to do that. Because you're going to expand your influence, you're going to expand your authority by creating an atmosphere where you're you're basically manipulating the public to saying, if you don't do this, you're not going to be safe. If you don't do that, you're not going to be safe. So it's hard for me, right, to look at that any other way than say, what are we doing as a society when you can't, uh, you can't even, you know, have a, a police department out there who can who can manage thirty million dollars or a public safety departments that that can't manage thirty million dollars to keep you safe. And then you go down and you see the way that things are run, and it, and it really makes you wonder, right? Is this really the best way we're going to uh, to handle things uh, going forward? I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of this political atmosphere where politics becomes uh, the most important thing in somebody's life. And all they're doing is, is is just crushing the soul of the middle America because all that money is just hurting middle America.
I think this levy is $280 extra a month or a year on top of all the other levies, on top of everything else. I just, it's just hard to, hard to fathom what we're doing as a society, but we got to get a rein on it. Uh, I think you got to cut all spending 10%. I think you have to, uh, focus your energy and, uh, on cutting costs instead of expanding. You know, this is why there's a hundred thousand employees at the treasury department. It's just bloated government. And this is all this is doing. This is just adding more people, adding more people. And then they got to have support staff. This is a bloated government move. Um, and it's just going to hurt us in the long run. So I don't see this being a benefit. I don't like cops asking for money from the taxpayers. Um, that is not the role of a, of a police department. You know, your active city commissioners, uh, city council, those kind of people are the ones who, who, who are the people who say, hey, we need more money in this, uh, and we're going to go out there and actively pursue it. Every time I see a post from a police department that says, we're, we're going we're gonna, to, we need more money, it just makes me want to vomit. I'm honestly, what, what are you doing? I mean, you're embarrassing yourself to, to ask for money on every single post. Safety in the falls. It's been since the moon landed before we had a levy. Well, that levy built things, right? Build build something, but you're not. You don't need to build anything. You just need more money. You want raises. You want more staff. And sometimes hard choices are, are needed to execute a better plan. And I think we could do a better job in, in, in Great Falls of, of eliminating that uh, wasteful spending and uh, get back to a very streamlined uh, approach to things. So uh, nothing else too much uh, on my mind this morning. We're going to uh, have these conversations every single morning, and uh, we'll see how the days progress. Uh, a couple things. Uh, if you're out and about today, there's traffic uh, is horrible in places in Great Falls. Uh, I know uh, I was driving the other day in Great Falls, and, and uh, they're doing some road work on 10th or on River Drive now. And so keep that in mind as you're out. Um, traffic is always in Missoula sucks. I don't even want to go back to that crazy city. Um, Bozeman is uh, big, but actually I found Bozeman to be manageable as far as the driving, you know, through the college and stuff. Um, Billings is... Uh, not hard at all for me to get around in, uh, and then the white fish is, uh, Kalispell is kind of crazy. Uh, real quick, I just want to say this, uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to talk about the best big cities in Montana, uh, and then we're going to go into some of the smaller towns, uh, that's going to be the brunt of the show tomorrow is, uh, just a, a way for me to, uh, kind of show some of the traveling I've done and to kind of get everybody back on board with, uh, uh, the, the reason we do what we do. So I enjoy every moment of this. Uh, I appreciate you guys showing up this morning. And uh, if you want to uh, follow us, go to themontanadaily.com. You can go follow us on Facebook at the Montana Daily, Instagram, the Montana Daily. You can uh, go to Spotify. And uh, we appreciate everybody from Spectrum Wireless or Spectrum Cable, Spectrum Everything to. Uh, you know, even, uh, uh, guys over at Pete's auto, uh, we appreciate everything you guys do for all of us. Um, uh, if you're interested in uh, getting on board with a real mission in life, uh, this podcast is it. So I, uh, have no patience for, for,
for being a loser. Get up this morning. Go to work. Provide for your family. Shut the fuck up. Stop being a, a coward. Stop being lazy. Stop being everything that you keep saying you're not, you're not, but you really are. And go work hard. That's all I have for today. You guys enjoy your awesome Wednesday. It's going to be nice outside. Uh, tomorrow we got a little bit of rain coming in. So uh, I'm going to get up probably even earlier tomorrow. And just, man, we're going to talk and, and have a great experience. Otherwise, uh, we will uh, see you on the other side. Have a great day, guys.